0: Hello and welcome to The queue, you guys. This is season two, episode four. We have a giant pack table today. Uh, Me and co-producer Jonathan are here and we have a guest with uh, a table with four people. It's a little crowded, but it's totally worth it. I want to introduce our guests. First, all the way in from New York City, uh, Parker Allen Stanley. He is uh, Mr. He from the House of Feminine in New York. Tell us, what is that?
1: So the House of Feminine is the collection of drag queens I'm in. Uh, We are a collaborative theater group, drag ensemble, whatever we want to be. We host and we've done parties for Susan Barsh, Lady Fag. We were just in her new Holy Mountain spread for Paper Magazine. Um, we're all over the place. We're trying to take over. I loved your Christmas card. It oh was my God, that's right. You got it in the mail. I
0: did. I It's one of two Christmas cards I got. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, oh my God, this is so fashion yeah. and so Brooklyn. I love We that. definitely did
1: our Christmas photo shoot in the parking structure for a food bazaar, like, grocery mart by their trash. So it doesn't get any more glamorous than that. (laughs) And what are you
0: doing out here in California right now?
1: So I'm becoming (gasps) bi-coastal. Yes. Oh, my God, you're becoming by. That's so fascinating. I wanted to test things out. Uh Um, I'm working on my next show that I'm writing right now, and I'm trying to focus on the music aspect of it first. And so I wanted to come to L.A. because I know a few people in the music industry and hoping they could amp amp up my sounds. Because a piano palette is one thing, but... You know, a good techno beat is something else.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. I'm very excited for you to Happy be here. Happy to be here. Uh, next up on our table is Tony Rodriguez, good friend of mine at UCB. How are you? I am good. He is uh, on Eastsiders and he helps uh, with the show Spanish Aki at UCB along with The Agenda. How have you been? It's been a minute.
2: It's been a minute, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've known you since uh, our like New York New York, days. York yeah. 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 Uh huh. I remember doing a show that you hosted there I don't remember. Which late, in New the York late 2000s. I'm uh, thinking, sauce, how I were think. there like five gay comedy people out? <laughs> I guess. Uh uh-huh. um. Yeah, no,
0: there. I think it was Jeff
2: Hiller was the only
0: person I knew before. Our and Eric Yes, and that was it. Yes, uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, here we are, fags as always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and next to you is another good friend of ours at UCB, Chase McCown, Hi. writer of The Bitter Waiter, and also at UCB uh, with The Agenda. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm good, it's been good so good. long since yes. we've shared peach whiskey together. Thank you for
3: having me, yes, that was the best warm up to a show I've ever had. It
0: really was, and I meant to bring some today, but I was running behind, so we just have vodka and Sprite. It's okay. And you're gonna, we're gonna make yeah. do? Vodka make, can make everything. How, what us. else have you been up to?
3: Uh, I've been starting my stand-up, um, I don't know what you'd call it, not career, hobby. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> be doing the third iteration of that soon. And then I am about to do a live show at UCB on March 26th called From Crumbs to Caviar, a live show, obviously a Is that live something show. that you a wrote? A sketch or? show. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, that is a half hour spoofs old Hollywood. Um, and then I am also about to start work on a web series that is a spoof of soap operas. Okay. Comedic. Awesome. Yeah. That um, sounds like lots of fun lot things of in the world. lot of different, uh, what's the phrase? Irons in the fire. Mm-hmm.
0: Irons mm-hmm. in the fire. That actually sounds like a, ro- like a straight person's romance book.
3: Oh, it does. Irons
0: in the fire. Yeah. that will be really good tests <laughs> to my ADD to see which one wins out. Uh, well, thank you for being here. Thank and next, I have not seen Leah in a while either. Leah oh. Doobie, she is a, a writer for VH1 and Comedy Central. How are you? What's been new?
4: Oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm I'm taking irons out of the fire, mostly. <laughs> I'm like, cooling it down. Yes, I'm cooling
0: it. Like, <laughs> taking a breath.
4: Into, definitely. Into a mm-hmm.
0: more chill space. Have you been back to the motherland of Boston recently?
4: I I don't think so. I've been going to New York a lot. Okay. But uh, not really. Okay. I know, I miss it. Uh, Though it's you, very cold right now, so I don't uh, know why.
0: Total chill factor going on out there. Yes. Uh huh. Well, thank you for being of here. Of course, thanks. So excited. And co-producer Jonathan, who uh, also runs a special presentation podcast, uh, he has lots of p- important political things to share with us today. So, you are also at a full table. Hello.
5: Hello. Thanks for having me and letting me out of the cage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, from time to time, I like to make you a uh, part of the show, too. That's You're very helpful. Thank you. and so, why not have a full experience from time to time?
5: It's always nice to be here.
0: So. <laughs> I think once per season, you end up landing on the table in one way or, Usually or another. Usually because people don't show
5: up. That was, mm, yeah, but, that is what happens. But that's sometimes. the opposite of our problem this week. So, that's <laughs> yeah,
2: great. I'm okay with it. I'm that's thrilled. Not, I was supposed to be a guest. I just showed up. <laughs> People, Jesus just people are just on the sidewalk.
0: I <laughs> was like, "Okay, I'll come." Uh, so first, let's do uh, our opening segment: "Yass or Over It." Which, if you love the thing, I want you to scream "Yass." If you're over the thing, scream "Over It." Including Pete in the booth back there. This is for you to have fun too. Uh, so first off, very topical: "Yass or Over It." Michael Cohen. Yes. Yeah, that's yass. Okay. it's a problematic yass, but I'm yassing it hard right now I, for the
3: attention it's bringing, um, and just the more that it's cementing home what we've been trying to say about our president all along. I'm very yass about it.
0: Literally can't wait to talk about it more. Yass are over it. SNL. Over, over it. Over it. Yeah. it. I'm, I'm oh. over it right now. Did you see Last It was hard to say. I haven't seen Last Nights yet.
2: It made me laugh.
0: Oh, I'm excited. Oh, God. That's good. They had a musical number and it really. The Bodega? Yeah, it's really good. It
2: was
3: good. Good, I mean, I want it to be good.
0: Yes, Mm. I'm rooting for it. Yeah. Yas are over it, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yas! That's like a hard, Yas, you guys. She has three new songs out right now and I didn't know it, but they came out on my birthday.
2: When's your birthday? Um, Oh, it
0: was like three days ago. Happy birthday to me, by the way. Happy birthday! birthday. Uh, Yeah, no, she is the true pop prop pop Pop princess. Mm-hmm. Um and I love her no matter what. Yas are over at North Korea.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Wow. Apparently
6: Yas their beaches well. are
5: go- are going to be something. <laughs> That's I don't know. the only thing we should talk about that. Just yeah, the, beaches. the beaches. No, I mean yes. North Korea, what a it's it's horrific.
0: I just think it's so fascinating, this weird relationship we're building with them. God. It's gonna burn bodies somewhere. Not <laughs> it's not good. It's not uh, good. Yasser over at uh Academy Award loser Glenn Close. Yes. 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 I mean, I, she was good, but I mean, you know, so was everyone else. Yass are over it. Gluten. Oh. Yeah. Yas. 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 Give me bread. Yas, I don't even know what glutens are or are not, but I'm okay with them.
5: Gluten is them. the binding agent in bread
4: and deliciousness. It's so good. Mm, I,
5: got yell,
0: I got yelled at last night for serving gluten at a party, and I, I don't know. I'm over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yas are over it. True Detective season three. Hard Yas. Yas. Chase is a fan. I haven't seen it yet. It's good.
3: Brilliant. Uh, goes Better than to, the first two? I think it's as good as the first season, which it was goes great. back to how good that is. Uh-huh. It goes back to telling. A more simple story than the second season. Okay. Um, but it casts a wide net. It takes place during three distinct timelines. Okay. I found the finale satisfying, spoiler free. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a show that's super nihilistic, it had a lot of heart. Well, that's a
0: big word well, for you. me. Wow. Oh, what a wow. review. But I like it. Welcome. Uh I'll Google it later. Uh Yas are over it. Pen fifteen. Yas. Yas. I've heard I'm nothing but You're, you're right. over it? I'm over it. Why are you oh, yeah. over it? Because I've Love heard it. I've heard nothing but great things, and I ha- I don't know anything about it yet.
4: Honestly, I did. I know people are really. May, maybe maybe I'm too. I'm just a little bit older than like the references, but I was just kind of like I I didn't even get through the first episode. Interesting, and yeah. it's what on
0: Netflix. It's Where's on that? Hulu. It's on Hulu. I'll check it out. I'll have an opinion soon. Okay. Uh are over at Girl Scout Cookies.
6: Yass!
0: Yes! Oh, oh my, my ears are oh my God. bleeding with that yas. That was a cool. yas earble. You guys, I just bought four boxes. There's two of them here at the table. Enjoy throughout the episode. Not for long. Uh, let's go right into spicy issues, uh, which is, of course is our hot topics at the table. Um, so first, let's dive right into the Michael Cohen testimony, you guys. Mm. Um, what did we think of it? Uh, I, I think overall, it, it puts the question of, like, can a liar be redeemed? I think that's like an over-arc kind of theme. But what do we think specifically of what happened this week? I was glued, it happened on my birthday, I was home, stoned watching it the whole time.
5: <laughs> yeah, I could not get away from it. What did you like, think? I mean, well, yeah, okay, so he lied before Congress and he mm-hmm. lied for a number of years in order to protect Donald Trump. He's going to prison yes. and is now facing that and he will be away from his family for three years. He has no reason to lie further, to right. throw himself in prison. Longer. I also loved when he said to like the Republican members of Congress, "I'm the cautionary tale. I'm the person who blindly followed Donald
4: Trump, and where I'm yeah. going is where you're oh God, going to made, go."
0: It made them lose their mind. I like yeah. Yeah. stood up and clapped. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Leo, what did you yeah, think?
4: Yeah, and I loved that he never uh, called him the president. Yes, he just called yeah. him Mr. Yeah. Trump the whole time. Big fan, big fan. Yeah, oh, I did yeah. love that. Yeah. 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 It, uh, do
0: you think that was like automatic, or someone told him that as like a fun like? I feel like thing? that
4: was a, the last big dig. You know at him, <laughs> where he's like, "You have <laughs> fucked up my life pretty hard, but whatever, you were willing participant." Yeah, you know, no, he's getting what I, comes I'm to not her, really but like yeah. crying real tears for him, but
0: but God, it's so delicious. Chase, what did you? Uh, what, what, did you watch any of it? Oh yeah, yeah, I was
3: glued as well. Um, my big takeaway from it, in terms of like conclusivity, is that we are still no closer to an answer on whether the president colluded, but we
0: are no less certain that he possibly did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's something to do with this meeting in the Trump Tower with his son and oh, the Russian girl and like all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's no way he didn't know that meeting was about to happen. Right. I mean, but how do you prove that, I guess, right. is the question. And,
3: and to that end, even though I don't know a lot about what to anticipate, I'm excited to see what the final Muller
6: report. I mean,
0: I think I think a big moment is. I think Don Jr. is going to get <coughs> snatched up into prison oh, that'd somehow, be so fantastic. and I think that is going to be yeah. mind blowing because that's that that is direct. That's for real. There's an email. There's stuff like that. Tony, what did you think?
2: Um, I loved it. I also I was just a little scared about the Republicans because they got so angry, so mad, they were yelling at him the whole time. Losing there was no like mind. actual questions. Mm-hmm. It was just like monologuing at him. Um, didn't, one of the de- Democratic reps, didn't they ask him, is there, is there stuff that we don't know about? And he was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like that. Well, they, yeah,
0: yeah. I, th- I think Michael Cohen gave a lot of good information <laughs> of, there was a lot of good information of like, here are future things you should be investigating. Uh, you know, he coughed up like the name of the uh, assistant in the hallway and like this person and that person who might have heard this and that. So there's a lot of avenues for p- the House to investigate.
5: So my congressman Jimmy Gomez, mm-hmm. uh, who a lot of who represents a lot of us in Los Angeles, he actually asked a really great question where he said, "Why, why have we not seen the tax returns? Like, why was yeah. Trump not doing that, or, or releasing them?" And Michael Cohen said because he was afraid that if people saw what was in them, it would trigger an audit. And he said, oh, so yeah. oh but we." Thought he was under audit, so he's not under, so audit. He's not under audit. Right. Yeah. So right. it's all just a big lie.
0: Parker, you are the voice of a different generation at this table, which I admire and and I love. What, what did you watch any of it? Do you care? What is your oh my God. take on this? I'm gonna
1: literally sound like pure trash right now. Please and do. And be like, the Jordan Woods Kardashians were like so much more important to me. <laughs> I was oh. like, I see this Michael Cohen thing going, but like uh-huh. Jordan wore snake skin to the interview,
0: which is oh. crazy. Yeah.
1: Like that caught my attention. <laughs> so
0: you now let me ask this because this is interesting. So are you just tuned out of it just for sake of like it'll work itself out and you don't want to get like involved or emotional about it? What what is it that you find yourself di- disconnecting from and why?
1: I think for me, it's more just like. I will come to it after it's sort of settled. I think that every time something political like this has happened, I've been like right on the front line and then would get really active and sort of challenge everybody. And like, I'm over that because I'll mm-hmm. challenge everybody and then something else will come out. And either I have to like bite my tongue and humble myself again or sort of assess the situation. And it's sort of like, I want this to sort of settle and then I'm gonna make my conclusion and then. Move forward
0: with that that's interesting because your your art and your performance is so politically driven that it's interesting to me that, like you have this levity of like, let me keep it at an arm's distance a little bit while it sorts itself out
1: exactly. Uh-huh. Cool. But you'll vote, oh, be, always. Be. I'm like primary, <laughs> yeah. the local election, great. Like, great. B- Jonathan's keeping yeah. Sh- yeah. just making sure yeah.
4: <laughs> there isn't because... a person that Jonathan has met where he hasn't brought up. and you'll be voting. Yeah. Is that, is oh that yeah. Correct? And
5: and I usually will go to headcount.org yeah. on my phone if they're like, I'm not registered. I'm like, well let's do let's that do right, right now. now. I love yeah. it. I feel
4: like a few times I was you were like late to me they're like, sorry, I was just registering my barber to vote. And I was like, Yeah, okay. I
0: I did register my barber to vote. Someone's gotta yeah. do it. Someone's I mean yeah. clearly he hasn't yet, so someone needed yep. to walk him down that path. Uh, well, let's go to our next spicy issue, uh, which, uh, Jonathan, you referred to as the Gang of Four, mm. which is new, a new thing for me, but I mean, clearly, this is what the Republicans are considering these people. Acacia uh, Cortez, Ayana Presley, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida, is it Tlaib? Talib. Tlaib. Tlaib. Uh, they're like, you know, they're the new guard on the Democratic Party. Some women of color, they're causing a ruckus. They're very much being targeted by, like, you're an idiot, campaigned and memes all over the internet. Kind of explain to us a little bit who these ladies are for us. So there are four uh,
5: freshmen who were just brought into the Congress from various places in, in the United States. Um, Ocasio-Cortez, everybody knows her. She's from New York. Ayanna Pressley, uh, I actually used to kind of know her back when she was on the Boston City Council. Mm-hmm. Ilhan Omar is from uh, Minnesota, and Rashida Tlaib from Michigan. So they are all women of color, they are all relatively young women who do not give a shit. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you you actually saw that in the questioning of Michael Cohen uh, with Ocasio-Cortez just asking, like, point blank questions and getting right to it. And the oh, questioning so of all of these women on all of the committees that they're on is really kind of cutting Cutting out the the niceties, you know, like not actually going for for the the complimentary. Like, thank you so much for coming today. Circumstances
0: like disappearing, and I think it's interesting because Trump is kind of like the conservative form of fuck the status quo, political old guard bullshit. Well, guess what? So are these ladies for the other side. Absolutely.
5: Oh yeah, and they are, and, and really, like they are just like taking no prisoners. And now, of course, CPAC. We mentioned CPAC. Earlier, and they were just like losing their shit over these four women, and they're basically saying like they're they're the ones who are going to take your hamburgers
0: away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny. Like the, literally, I it's like I can see old white straight men's faces melting off their bodies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like like like, uh, what do you what do, what, do, what do you guys think? Who's uh,
3: I think sadly too several old white women's as well. Um, and to that True point, story. I'm from Oklahoma, where it's still quite conservative. What I love about those four women in particular and many others is they're not just ornamental. They've established a presence Mm -hmm. that they're not, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They weren't just blindly elected, which is an accusation we get a lot from the right, is that our diversity is arbitrary. And these people are showing, like, I'm showing up to the table with something to offer. uh, And I like that they're pushing back. That's what we need right now because we are somewhat splintered as a party. So it's good to see such strong, smart, concise, unemotional leadership.
0: Yeah, yeah, Leah. What? What's, you're you're our woman today. What's what's the what's these women's things for the women? <laughs>
4: Let me speak for women. <laughs> yes, all of them. Uh, at once. All of them. Well, you know, with Cortez and Ayanna, like the whole issue was like, okay, they're unseating these Democrats who, well, they're they have these long-standing relationships, and what's that going to be? You know, especially like in Massachusetts, because the guy that Ayanna Presley um, unseated Uh, unseated. He was uber liberal. And so the idea that like, oh, he has all these connections now we're going to lose that. I mean, I, I think I also kind of feared that, but I don't have that fear anymore. She's uh, she's killing that. I,
0: wa- I was a little, I had a question mark about Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. being from New York and paying right. attention. I was like, oh, I like the idea of that. Is that going to work out? And now I'm a solid fan. Tony yeah, what, except what's, she's what's, having some problems. Uh, sure. No. <laughs> 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 meaning but, what? Rome was built in a day.
4: Well, I mean, she. this is not the second time people have been like, you're a liar about her background. Mm-hmm. Oh, you what, know? what exactly? I don't think I've well, heard that. Well, the first time they were saying, oh, you, you, uh, you're from this area, and they're like, "Well, no, she didn't really live there. Like, they lived like in the burbs or something." And now this time, she was like, "I just moved into a new apartment, and it was just, a, and I, you know, she was supposedly this girl from the Bronx, and like the the place she claimed where she lived. I guess they interviewed all of her. Um, and I could be wrong. All of what I'm saying, I could be wrong. <laughs> Keep that in mind." Uh, that I guess they interviewed her neighbors and they're like, "Oh, we've never seen her." And then they found other pictures of her, like in that same new apartment from like two years prior. Oh. So well, the person I get my news from—wow, what, a, what a, either just started some <laughs> shit, <laughs> or that's the truth.
0: What a sizzling <laughs> scandal! I I think yeah. her entire yeah. humanity should be demolished over this lie, that's potential the same. lie. You know. <laughs> um uh, Parker, ha- have you been paying attention to these ladies? What's your take on these ladies? I actually live
1: for these ladies. Okay. Especially Miss Cortez. Uh-huh. And I think she's really changing my roommate. And I always talk about this. Like the idea of the politician in terms of, you know, there's so much like you said, there's a bunch of memes coming out against them. But the Hardcore. memes for them are just as funny. Like uh-huh. her walking down and all the men oh, like <laughs> looking at her. And it's like on, like on your way to steal your dad's money. Like something like, it just mm-hmm. I live for that kind of stuff, and it's funny because mm-hmm. she is not playing for the memes, but she also can play along with them. she's and like, very mindful of it. Has a the good time media, with it, yeah, uh-huh. and when all the girls like dress accordingly, and they start like pulling looks and stunting pretty, like all in white or like whatever, like that's the kind of stuff we live for. So like not only are they like taking force politically, but they're also giving the younger generation like content like subconsciously Uh and I think that is what is making my generation want to listen and want to learn and want to keep up with them and
0: be involved do you think think people in your age group are becoming more involved because because there was kind of a little bit of a non-involvement especially like I mean, also, now that I'm not working for Real World anymore, a lot of my Real World casting interviews, a lot of people in that age demographic were like, I'm kind of concerned and I didn't vote, but I will in the future because this is a mess.
1: They're only saying that because, like... Because why? They feel guilty. They're like, oh, well, I will
0: vote. Like, will you? But you do you just... think that, that this current mess motivates people then to do that or no? Like, these ladies, are they motivating people to do that?
1: Honestly, I want to say yes, but uh, I think the disconnect between media and reality is so strong that like you can register to vote online and you can even put your snapchat filter on but to walk across the street and actually vote is so different right and i'm so curious as to how if voting were to change into a more online i know that sounds like weird because like if there was an app for it can it (laughs) get hacked yeah but like if there was an app for it i feel like the rates would like fly up.
0: Sure. Unfortunately, this is not American Idol, and we have to. (laughs) I know, we can't like call in. I know, I know. Um, Let's go to our next spicy issue, uh, which is, will Joe Biden run? Uh, I think that we talked about Bernie Sanders a little bit last week. Let's talk about Joe Biden a little bit. What of our opinions, let's start with Tony on this one. Uh, what, what do we think about Joe Biden, and will he or won't he?
2: I mean, sure, add him to the mix. There's like, <laughs> there's more people running for Democratic nomination than there were at Ru- the most recent RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> um,
6: <laughs>
2: it's true, though. That uh, was a very long premiere. We'll it get into was, that. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um, sure. Why not? I mean, at this point, it's kind of so early. Let everyone run that wants to run. Let everything shake out as it will. And then we'll judge accordingly. But sure, why sure. not? mean, I mean, I'll definitely, I mean okay. I'll,
0: I'll definitely vote for whoever ends up being the person. But here's something I've heard consistently from conservatives, is that they think Joe Biden is our only chance against Trump. And I'm... Undecided about that statement. I think it's a weird consistent thing that I've heard from the pocket full of Republican people that have come in and out of my life (laughs) this year. Uh, But that is something that they've all said uh, independently of each other. I think that's something we should be mindful of as liberals. I don't know. What do you guys think?
5: I have noticed a big smugness with a lot of conservatives that I think we felt in 2016. Like We were like, of course Hillary's going to be the president. And they're like, of course Trump's going to get reelected. So I think that that's a part of it where they just like believe that that's going to happen and they they don't look at the alternative. I think any one of those people, and polling has suggested that this is true, can all beat Donald Trump Mm
0: -hmm. by a long shot. I think so too, but I'm still just worried. Leah, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I mean, there, you sort of have to guard against, like, oh, well, that's our only chance, well, so I'll lend my support in that direction, as opposed to who I really want, Kamala for the people. Yes, yes,
0: um, yes, 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 yes. She would be my yeah. first choice at the yeah. moment, too. 100. But uh, it, Chase, what do you think about this uh, Joe Biden situation? Pros, cons?
4: Uh,
3: I am of the <coughs> mindset, two mindsets of one, what I want, and one, the other being what I think we can achieve. And as much as I do, I was very excited by the study showing that any of those people has a chance, once again, coming from Oklahoma. As much as I would love to see our first female black president, our first female president, period, um, I don't want to use the verb worry, but a concern is that we've already seen that this country, for whatever reason, is not quite ready for a female president, and maybe that was Hillary. And I wish I were wrong.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, And I'm trying to be careful not sounding pessimistic about this. Um, I'm not excited by Joe Biden as a candidate, I'm not. I agree 100% with the sentiment that it is time for a woman, Mm -hmm. it is time for a perspective that is different from the straight white Uh male regime. Um, Because if I had my druthers, even though she's not the most popular choice, I would be big on Elizabeth Warren. Who I love also. I love her, and Kamala. I
0: don't think she would win, but I love her. I love her more than Kamala personally, but I don't think she would win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parker, another moment to suss out this generation here. I'm so fascinated with God. your input on this. What do you guys? What do you think? Just as much as Leah is speaking for all women, you are speaking for all early twenty year olds. I,
1: I don't think Joe Biden. You don't think it, Joe Biden. What's true. your opinion on all of this? Um, I think that we want something fun and we want something exciting, and that sounds sort of like immature to say.
0: No, But, but it's true. I think
1: it's true. I think. Rooting for someone of color, rooting for a woman, is so exciting for our generation because we really rally behind that. Mm-hmm. And I think that at the end of the day, we'll sort of do what needs to be done. And I think that when like running partners are announced, that'll even it's gonna make yeah. like, a Like level everything That's very good up point. because mm-hmm. I know you had said last time, like, oh, does there need to be a woman of color like as a right. running mate yeah. or something to sort of like. Even things out or I feel like, like that get needs people. To be in there. but I definitely think that whether if Joe Biden were suddenly be like, oh well, look who I'm running with, then maybe, right. maybe we'd be maybe like, oh, well, Harris Harris let's do this. Suddenly, it yes. would be amazing. If I could get Kamala yeah. anyway on
3: there, I would vote for whoever has that her under ticket.
2: Otherwise, she's. what, Chase? Otherwise, Why? I'm voting for Trump again. Oh I'm my. kidding. Oh no! <laughs> kidding. Get out of my room. I'm, kidding. I'm of my Absolutely interior. kidding.
3: I've no, already been defended die. by enough Trumpies. Stop or, it. No, I'd rather die.
0: Uh, so last, last <laughs> spicy issue, real quick. We have to, because it happened, we have to cover this, is the Drag Race season 11 premiere. Um, I'll tell you, I'm a huge fan of the show, love the show. I was <clears> underwhelmed <throat> with this uh, first episode, and I don't know what it is. Maybe the magic is wearing off. Maybe uh, the show has become too much of a platform for famous cis white women to be a part of it, I don't know what it is, but the sh- the sheen has dulled for me on this pa- premiere, and I'm not sure why. With this, I want to go directly to Parker. Oh, and I'm hear like reactions. I'm triggered. I know. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh baby. I want to hear what did you think of the premiere of this season? Okay, well
1: first things first, I do need to say that I am Team Sugar Cane. I'm completely biased in saying that. Why so? Because Sugar Cane found a viral video of me crying about Lady Gaga stole the audio and began to lip sync me crying all throughout new york i was getting snapchats of people being like is this your voice and i was like who is this bitch oh my god i literally showed up to her show she know, she and she, she clocked me because I wore the same outfit that I wore in the video, and in the routine, she wears an outfit that's like mocking what I'm wearing. Oh my god! And when she came out and she saw my face, are you guys oh. friends or enemies now? Oh, we're like best friends. Right. <laughs> uh I love her to death. Uh huh. Um, start. But that's I a do think that there is <laughs> some. It's, it sounds like sort of shitty to say, but it's you okay. can tell we that the producers were like, let's. Let's amp up our like representation sure. or like storylines of like oh the first this or oh look at how I also think that RuPaul himself has sort of gotten himself in some troubled water with his. Yeah, he gets his... in and out of it all the time. So the yeah. producers mm-hmm. are like oh well we're gonna put our first Muslim queen and a bigger queen and this queen who and that by the queen way is and... way
0: annoying. I'm sorry. I liked her for a hot second and I now I'm like too. down with the big girl this season. Take her out. I can't handle it.
1: I just think <laughs> that my you can tell already that there's no sort of this sounds even worse to say, talent. It's like, where is the raw, you are a drag queen, you are a performer, you are a creator, rather than like, you are a reality TV. Sure,
0: and that's where I think a big difference is. With season 10, it was all art, it was all talent. This season I think is more personality based. And from someone who works in casting, that's great, I get it. But I see the immediate difference, and for some reason it's lackluster. What do you homos think over there?
2: I I do agree that for premiere, it did seem like the sheen was worn off, but I always get into it. Uh, always. I, I always start off like, arms crossed, like, <laughs> no one, I'm not gonna fall in with anyone here. What I will say, uh, and you referred to it earlier, you said the cis uh, white females, but also cis white everyone, straight yeah. everyone. It's like, for them right now. I love some of the celebrities that they have coming up to be guest judges, but why are they there? What is this show anymore? Yeah. It's sort of like really trying to well, I mean, it has made mainstream drag into mainstream, but it's like reaching across the aisle and showing that look, we have allies in every field of entertainment. But which is great. <laughs> I just
0: liked it when the show was more for us. Uh, Leah, uh, do you anymore. watch Drag Race?
2: I do. Uh, what would you?
0: What's your take on it?
4: Um. Well. <laughs> You work for VH1, right? Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) She loves it. She loves it. Never mind, (laughs) I do love it. Without comment, I love it. I work with the queens all the time. They're all great. They're all, yeah, Um, sure. I, my, it was very heartbreaking with the bigger girl. Like at the beginning, I felt like they were all so into her, and then at the end, she had that call and response moment, and nobody no, responded. I mean, that I was, was magic. Like, though. That was my favorite part of that. I know, but it was heartbreaking. I was just like, oh no. It was, but it was like,
0: oh, okay, girl, we got your t-shirt, we got your phrase on a t-shirt. Yeah. Now shut up. I love that, yeah. Jonathan. Did but you watch? But
5: that's like, I di- of course, and like that is the prime example of somebody who's out for just reality TV yeah. because mm-hmm. she wants to be merchandised already. Yeah. Me. She said I, she wants a spinoff. That's like, Yep, She wants her own spin spinoff. Episode one, you're not going to get it nope. because you're annoying everyone, yeah. even the people who are rooting for you. Bless her but heart. I loved what Tony said about it being like the Democratic nomination because, like, <laughs> every, and they kept bringing queens out, and I'm like, when does this stop? Literally like, there's so many. Heart. But I mean, first drag queen to have an openly leaking cyst. That is actually a very, <laughs> that's, big, another first. that's another hurdle. Say? That was know? actually my
0: second favorite part of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the most memorable for everyone, yes. but uh, yeah, like, and it was on her taint. She had a cyst taint. She, you she had a cysty oh. taint.
1: She made cyst merch, did you see? No, she did, <laughs> like a keychain and t-shirts? And no, stuff? she literally, it says like, love my sister, or something like that. Oh, I, I mean, know. when you're
0: first off, I mean, the, first of all- She didn't have time to make a catchphrase, or so she, no just, Miss she just went with it. I mean, we had Miss Vanjie no as a first off catchphrase, and now uh, it's my sister. I can't what? even handle it. Go ahead. I will Final say point.
5: My, my old roommate in New York sent me a photo of Naomi Smalls and it said Club 90 Cyst <laughs> and I died That's That's
0: for a good That's hour. Straight. I'm gonna cry laughing. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome welcome back to uh, the queue where this is our question bowl. Let's uh can we put let me put the Girl Scout cookies away. Uh, hi. uh so let's dive right in. Uh, first, the, our first question for Question Bowl is actually uh, so a viewer, uh, not a viewer, a listener wrote me in uh, anonymously to our email address, um, and I thought it was kind of interesting, so I want to start off with this one. He had written me, it was a very long email, um, about, uh, he's the head of a Bible study group um, in a conservative area in Florida, uh, and one of his, um you know, Bible study partners, people who are in his group, came to him privately and came out of the closet and kind of said, "I'm afraid to be gay because I believe in the church and I believe in Jesus, um, but I'm I feel like the two are mutually exclusive and I don't know how to exist in both of those worlds." So this guy who does the Bible study group wrote to me and says, "What advice can I give to him?" So my first question for future for Question Bowl here is, "What's your advice for someone who's in the closet who is surrounded by religion?" Chase, you want to kick us off on that? Sure, please. Um,
3: Having been in those shoes before, and I don't want to just completely cast a wide net and dismiss religion, but those stuck in that situation have to keep in mind that certain driving forces of all religions are fear-based and very much trying to curtail behavior. You have to define religion like you do politics, very personally, and you cannot take every single thing at face value that's in the Bible Um, And you have to recognize that if you truly believe in unconditional love and a loving God who created you as you are, you have to dismiss these notions that homosexuality is in any way, shape, or form a sin. Um, I wouldn't say if you are still in the Midwest or a conservative part of the country to necessarily challenge the notion with others because you're not gonna find a lot of support. But internally, um, as someone who's come out on the other side of this, that internalized self-hatred is not what the God that you all claim to love Wants you to exist in.
0: Yeah, Um, I think I think it's uh, just an interesting thing because, like, I mean, I've been a professional homosexual for nine hundred years now (laughs) in my New York and LA back and forth, and so sometimes I forget that you know, as a young, newly developing queer person, that you're sometimes locked in a bubble and you don't know who else is around that's friendly or is also queer, and you get this like kind of misconstrued perception of like the intensity of aloneness. I don't know Uh, who else has some thoughts in the comment.
2: I'm a Florida boy, uh-huh. recovering Catholic. Right, yes. For me, um, I cannot could not reconcile them, and for mm-hmm. me, it meant moving to New York City sure. to be myself. But of course, not everyone is able to leave. Um, I do get the appeal and the sense of community that church might offer, and for this individual, I would if they can get to a larger city. And I not for me, but there are some Christian churches yeah. that are more welcoming. Sure. Mm-hmm. I have my own thoughts about that, but I do see the appeal in them. But not do not step into a door that tells you 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 shouldn't. You're wrong. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point because the two don't have to be mutually exclusive. There are tons of LGBT Christian groups, you know, w- uh, Muslim groups. Like literally every religion has a, like a gay version of it. Uh, Parker, do you have any thoughts?
1: Um, I actually do. So I was actually almost expelled from high school for my sexuality. That's right. Um, and that was a moment where. I sort of came out privately and then it got sent to everyone in the school and then sent to the principal and then I ended up with a printout of
0: Oh my god. Trauma.
1: How um, did you handle that? One day at a time, uh, walking down the school with my Lady Gaga lunchbox uh-huh. like y'all should have just known. <laughs> um, my advice to this would be sort of take into consideration like long-term ideas. I knew that I would be leaving my high school. And so I sort of came out to say, if you have a problem with it, say it now to my face before I graduate, and you're all like, we knew. (laughs) Um, So if you're in this Bible study and you have plans of staying put, then I guess if you're willing to fight, test to see who truly supports you and truly loves you. Mm -hmm. Um, If you think you're gonna be moving on or, like you said, going to New York or whatever it may be, like... You feel more comfortable just waiting. I don't think there's anything wrong with waiting and enjoying the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the same th- person whether you say it or not. I right. just wouldn't sit, like you said, in the self hatred of it.
0: There is something I, I like to, oh, that comes up in themes all the time that I always end up saying, which is everything is temporary. Even the good, even the bad, even this moment of like this, you know, weighty subject of like feeling alone. Leah and Jonathan, uh, any input on this question?
4: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, um, any sort of pushback I've ever had, and I'm from a very, I'm from Massachusetts, which is extremely liberal, uh, has always been religion, religious religious mm-hmm. reasons. And you know, I grew up Catholic, and if anybody ever kind of didn't agree with what I was doing, it was always coming from that point of view. And you sort of have to uh, resolve that you can love. People, people in your family, you know, friends. You'd be like, I, I get new friends. You can't, yeah. usually can't get new <laughs> yeah. family members, right? You no, you're stuck with like, your family. Stuck <laughs> with them, and you have to just sort of be like, I love you despite your feelings, and you're gonna have to love me despite my feelings. Mm-hmm. But you also don't have to sign up for them to tell you that every time. So I wouldn't, I would leave yeah. when, when you can and when it feels comfortable. Because uh-huh. if you want a community. It doesn't have to be religious based. I mean, no, there's gay all Gay folks kinds, are yeah. all about community.
0: Oh data. yeah, what? Find what one. Tell that Bible study to take yeah. one step into a gay bar. You'll have yeah. a whole new family. Yeah. Jonathan? Well, I was thinking,
5: um, you know, to, d- advice directly to the person from the Bible study who asked this question. Just make sure that you reinforce to that person who came out to you that there's nothing wrong with that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to face. So much adversity in this group, I would imagine, um, and that's part of their trepidation for coming out. So it's important to show them that that you unequivocally understand them and uh-huh. that you and that you accept them. Um, if they're not accepted at that church, as we've all said, there are other churches, there are other groups, there are other places for that person. Just make sure that that person knows that uh, that the issue is not within them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. And on my final contribution, uh, I think religion is stupid and the Bible is a lie. Next <laughs> question. Amen. Uh, so, so you have you start okay. So it's question two. You start having a crush on somebody. What is a turnoff that ends that crush? Hmm. Bad grammar. Oh,
5: yeah. Mine's like.
0: Choice in television shows or movies, bad like bad choices, things that they like that I'm like, oh that why do you like that?
3: Conversation. An inability to ask someone about themselves and to just sit there and field questions and act like you are so fascinating oh that God. you don't have to keep the ball going in the other person's court. Such a I good don't one. care what they look like. Uh
0: huh, Leah. I'm gone.
4: Loud chewers. Uh, <laughs> nice, Tony.
0: I don't follow politics.
4: <laughs> 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 oh, just when they say that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were just <laughs> no no
2: no. Parker, what about you?
0: I was going to say hygiene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's universal. Yeah, good good answer. I'm surprised we didn't all say that. We're (laughs) gross. Uh, Question number three. What is a city you would live in that you haven't yet? I'll start on this one because I love the city so much. So I've only lived in New York and Los Angeles and a little bit Orange County, but that was a long time ago. Uh, But New Orleans, I'm obsessed with New Orleans. I call it my retirement city. Once I give up on all my hopes and dreams, I'm gonna go there with my friends, Cody, and get drunk and we're gonna open up a thrift store and go to all the gay bars. It's ridiculous and I love the food, the art, the music. Give me some New Orleans, Jonathan.
5: Seattle, I think that's where bears go. I like a You're lot right. of I like a lot of layers. Right. There is a bear thing there. Yeah, I enjoy like a cool, uh, overcast mm. day. You look good in a great scarf. I you know I mm-hmm. wear a lot of grays. Yep. Uh, I do wear a lot of layers and uh, and on a, on occasion a toque. So <laughs> I'm very ready. Leah.
4: This is gonna sound very gay basic, but I've n- I've visited so many times and I've always loved S- uh, San Francisco, but I've never lived there full time. Oh, mm-hmm. San Francisco
0: is nice. Yeah. It's also the most
4: expensive place on the earth. Yeah, I wanna make go. my life even more difficult. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh,
3: I was gonna say Seattle, so to be different <laughs> and to shift wildly away from that, um, uh, Hawaii, actually, Honolulu to
0: be. I was gonna say you specific, know Hawaii is not a city,
3: right? The city of Hawaii, um, <laughs> island of Hawaii, but like the North Shore, and I think that that would probably speak to a more isolated uh, part of my life uh-huh. where I really didn't need to interact with people, and could just go get stoned and go to the beach all day. I I love that our cities
0: require unsobriety. Uh, Tony.
2: In Barcelona, or West Hollywood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're five steps away from West Hollywood. You haven't been there yet?
2: I (laughs) have been,
0: but I've never. You never lived? Yeah, I've never lived. (laughs) Parker, what about you?
1: I'm gonna also go international and say Berlin. Oh, I hear good things about Berlin. I was there for a performance once, and I thought to myself like, when I when I can like really perform here, that's when I have like made it.
0: Interesting. You know. I can see that being on a trajectory for you. Question number four. Who is someone you missed that you haven't talked to in a while? Um, anyone with an immediate answer could go?
2: Someone oh. I think we both know, Jeffrey. Oh, Leslie Mizel. I know in that New name York. Oh, the writer. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes, uh, I do. She's it. like my comedy sisters when okay. went to college. Is she still she she's still in New York? She's still in New York, yeah. She just wrote a, a pilot and she just self funded and shot it herself. Nice. And, Awesome. When I when I read that in the email, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna oh, call her. See, so that's what it's
0: supposed to. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Call your friend, Chase. Um,
3: my sisters. I usually talk to them fairly regularly on the phone, and it's been not a long time, but uh-huh. for us, a long time. So, in lieu of any other more history to answer, uh, my yeah, sisters. sure. Okay, yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Mine. I I have one come to my mind now, so I'll answer. So when I was in New York, one of my first friends that I made was through uh, that. Gay.com. It was before all the apps. Yes. It,
6: was like, it was like it was
0: like it was like the internet version of the like Grindr. chat rooms by CD. Yeah, uh, and yeah, right. <laughs> I love that you're just now finding out about this. Uh, so anyway, one of my friends I made out on there. We went, went on a date. His name also was Jeff. We ended up just getting drunk and laughing at people. And we uh, like a week later, we went out on like a friend date with some other guy who ended up being super annoying. And we, he went to the bathroom and we ran away. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we lived together for many years in New York, and I haven't he- I haven't heard from him in like three years. I love to hang out with them one night parker
1: um okay so it's going to sound really sappy Great. but i was my parents oh. like i'm i just came back into la and so uh-huh. i'm sort of staying with them Okay. and my mom was like i saw her this morning but she was like oh i have the day off what are you doing and i was like oh i'm i'm going to la and i like felt guilty the whole drive Because i was like i haven't really talked to her <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> and i talked to my dad yesterday and realized that like do I know nothing about what you do? I was like, so what do you do for fun? Like, I I need to get to know my parents.
0: Right. Is, is it because you think that you, did you not ever know your parents or is what?
1: I think that we sort of had a little bit of a falling out and really separated ourselves sure. to sort of establish who we are. So and, now now of of and now we're sort of on the mend. And now I'm like, we're both adults. You're going to treat me as an adult now. And I want to get to know you and focus on how you can better yourself and I can better myself. And, Figure that out.
0: Mm-hmm. Good, good. I, I'm rooting for all of you, Leah, yeah. Jonathan.
5: <laughs> you know, my um, th- I'm going in, in a little different direction, but similar to what yeah, Parker yeah. was talking about with family. Um, my aunt um, kind of disowned me for because she voted oh, right. for Trump. Yes, right. Oh, yeah. uh, so we haven't talked in two and a half years, but she has cancer now. So I'm like, do I send her like some sherry's berries or something? I don't know. <laughs> like, what? How do I get back in touch with her? <laughs> Uh, because she's the one who made a dumb choice. I don't, but I, I I, don't have any intention. Right. I'm very stubborn. I think
0: this all sounds healthy. Leah? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I'm going to New York tomorrow, so I'm going to get to see... like I started comedy in New York, and mm-hmm. I lived there for 13 years. And I'm going to get to see uh, the person that I used to always do my shows with. We had a show together. Fun. And he... Al- we haven't seen each other in years, and he... It, has uh, transitioned in the amount of oh, time nice. that we and we haven't talked, but we're gonna get to see each other, so I'm really excited. What a fun reunion. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: cute. That's my favorite answer. We're all losers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, last question for Questionable. Uh, what motivates you to keep going? And this is like in regards to anything artistic, or like, you know, I know sometimes people have little slumps and whatever. What kind of, what's something that motivates you?
1: My pure delusion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being so, I, my <laughs> delusion of how successful I think I'm gonna be is uh-huh. a joke. And I'm like, I realize that, but at the same time, I'm like, if anyone could do it. Right. It's me. No, I
0: appreciate your delusion. I think it's well maintained and super and it's not like it's not fueled by nothing. Like there's reason to think that. All right, it's done. All right. <laughs> I'll take it in a while.
2: Tony, what do you think? Um uh... And is it too late to change career paths? <laughs> fear. It's not. It's not no, too late. It's not too late. It's okay. not too late. Um, I yeah, I don't know. It feels. It does feel like everyone around me's like blowing up. I mean, so, so many, then like oh, literally. and then people not in entertainment go, well, you're next. I'm like no, no, or maybe not it passed by. well, you never know? No, and you're the
0: not knowing. you uh, actually. Us will all love this because I'm having a thought off of this now is literally I cannot watch TV without someone we know in the comedy world being on the next show, the next fun commercial, the next this thing. It's gotten to the point now where I don't even mention, I don't even, I'm not even surprised anymore when I'm in my living room and say, oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, look, so-and-so. Because now it's just so par for the course and I'm like, well, I (laughs) guess I'll show up to my podcast this week, Chase. (laughs) Uh,
3: And the fine line between both of these points, Uh because I think that that self-delusion, as you call it, is invaluable being in the entertainment industry. And if you ever start losing it, that's when you need to question it. Um, I have, over the years, come to the realization that I'm my own worst enemy, Mm. and so that's what's motivating me now, is kind of the relief that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And it's such an obvious point, but when you realize that you're the one standing in your own way, it's a lot easier to get out of it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So just making myself do those things that no one wants to do in the acting and writing world, Uh emails, the networking. so just trying to get out of my way
0: uh huh leah <laughs>
4: I like that answer so I'd like to take it <laughs> yeah sure great Jonathan uh, yeah uh, I second no I, I, third. But I do third I, I just want to like sit down and, and chat
5: with Chase more about that <laughs> because if that because I am my own worst enemy but it's not I'm not free by that yet so right. I feel very uh, I actually have stepped away from entertainment a lot in the past few years because of my own self doubt uh-huh. so I would say the thing that motivates me to keep so I haven't kept going that's mm-hmm. you know but but when you go in that other direction, you realize, oh, I really love those things and I'm passionate about it, then then you get to jump back in. Uh, money motivates me mostly, that's Yeah, it. that's one of yeah. mine too.
0: Uh, also, I'd like to add the thought of community keeps mm-hmm. me going. Oh, yeah. sure. And, and those can be different communities at different times and different places, but I I definitely find myself, I'm a better creative force when there's a community around me working on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, great, we'll be right back. <laughs> Great. Uh, this has been such a good table so far. I can't wait to see what our last segment brings us. So this is uh, called emotional support. I know it's kind of hippy dippy. It's a little like get your crystals out. But the reason for this is is because I've been told so much in my life that you're too emotional, and I think that's bullshit. Well, no, it's not. It's true. But I think to condemn that is bullshit. Emotions don't get the best of you. They are the best of you. So in this segment, I will start with. Uh, something, and it could be something that evokes an emotion. It could be a news story. It could be a personal anecdote. It could be as silly and frivolous as you want it to be, or it could be something serious. Um, the last couple episodes, I've been like really like jazz, and things are going great, and jobs clicking into place, and I live in a cool house. I'm gonna do what. So my emotion this week is um embarrassed or bashful. I don't know what the word is between those two because neither are quite right. Uh, but I have told myself for years that I would never do this. And I started my own GoFundMe this week to that. coincide on my birthday. Because I was like, I, okay, so I've been back in LA since last summer. And I wasn't sure if it would stick again. I was coming out here cuz I have a very comfortable living situation in New York. But I was like, let me, let me try LA again. Let me try it, let me try it. I work, here.' and I've been kicking ass since July. Like literally unparalleled ass kicking. The one thing I haven't figured out yet is how to get a car. I can afford a car if I had a car. I don't have a car. And I don't know how to do that. Uh, My family doesn't help. There's no means to help. I am my own person. I should be. I'm 41. Anyway, but I I was like, well, my birthday's coming up. And I have kind of a little bit of a brash and sassy, you know, all truth brand. Let's see how far that gets me. Let's just fucking make a tacky donation bucket on the fucking internet and see how much i can get i even randomly made the amount of five thousand dollars i was like that's enough for a good used car five thousand dollars let's see where i get over three days i got over a thousand dollars and i literally am i could cry over it because that's way more than i ever would have thought i would have gotten with my you know i don't have like a giant following, but I have enough of a following to like be like, let's see what happens. So anyway, if you donated to that, thank you so much. I'm also not guilting anyone who didn't because it's a ridiculous thing to make a GoFundMe for yourself. <laughs> anyway, that is what I'm starting for this moment. <laughs> Embarrassed and bashful, thank you. <laughs> oh, this oh. is a long time. Oh wow, time we're silent. I'm, no, go. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. Yeah, we didn't, need, we didn't need any back and forth, <laughs> um, that's okay. I didn't need any affirmation or anything. That's not what the segment's about, I guess. Please.
4: I think that should make you feel like you were really loved by people. It does, it did. You know, and now I do feel a little bit bad. I did not (laughs) donate. You don't have to. Because I do love you.
0: Yes, I love you too, but no, nothing necessary. And if my
4: love had money attached it, right? that'd be something.
5: <laughs> I just wanted to say, as co-producer of this podcast, Pete, can you just edit out that silence that we had <laughs> for so long?
0: No, uh, no, I definitely want it to stay in there. Uh, I think we need an ADR session. All right, that. let's go around the table. Uh, no, I've, I've been supported, thank you, Leah. Jonathan, it's your turn. <laughs> oh my God.
5: I do support you, Jeffrey, and I want to donate maybe $7 That's to fine. you, so we'll <gasps> see what happens. Cause it's a lucky number, guys. It's a lucky number. Yeah, donate whatever you have. Uh, you know, some change. Um, uh, my emotion <laughs> this week is nostalgia. Oh, we thanks. we lost Mona this week oh. from Who's the oh. Boss. Catherine Helmond oh. died.
6: Uh,
5: and oddly enough so my other podcast a special presentation is about old television and the and last weekend we recorded a bunch of episodes including a Who's the Boss episode and Mm -hmm. I dove back into Who's the Boss only to find out a few days later that Catherine Hellman died so it was a very weird very weird timing uh, so I fell into this rabbit hole of old television, as I do sometimes to escape the horrors of real life, and uh, and I felt like I, I I started to go back to my childhood. Another thing happening right now is my mom died uh, 11 years ago, and we finally have sold her house. So my childhood home is going away forever. So I was thinking about like those memories from my youth and where I experienced those memories, and I'm reconciling that feeling of, um, of the people who are, who are in your life are no longer in that place. So the house is just a house. Uh, but I, I got like a quick wave of sadness and then I realized that none of those people are there anymore. So I actually don't need to feel sad about it. But I am still
0: sad for Mona. I like that I like that sad adventure there Uh, no I think uh, I think it's interesting when we have physical places that mean something to us and then they disappear and then after you're sad for a minute it doesn't mean anything and then then that's weird Mm
5: -hmm. yeah
0: Yeah. anyway I hope that was more supportive
5: I feel supported and I hope you know that I supported you silently
0: Okay, who else has a new support <laughs> moment? Uh, I can do it. Great, thanks, Leah. All
4: right, <laughs> I was going to say something else, but then after we were talking about um, the kind of what keeps us going, it made me realize that uh, I guess I'm feeling calm, and and that took me a really long time. Like, because you know, we always talk about like, as gay folks, it takes us a while to sort of just like be cool with who we are, and I feel like as a performer. It's taken me so long to just be like, I wanna do that right now, I don't wanna do that right now and I and to take all the guilt away from myself that like I'm not out there banging stages and out there, you know, where I did for almost twenty years. And I have a writing job and I'm not like at home, though I'd love to be at home. Uh, <laughs> You know, and just be cool with that. I'm still, you know, and it's always there for you. And I don't know, but you guys, like, I'm not doing something. People are like, "How's this going?" And I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like, (laughs) and like they're not coming at it from that way. They're trying to be nice, and you're like, "Why would you bring that up?" And just be cool. Be cool, Leah. And I'm being way more cool. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, guys. I get that. I um.
5: I will say to that that there was a very successful person in show business who recently asked me, what are you working on? And I was like, nothing! Yeah! Like, yeah you just back say, off, yeah.
0: <laughs> So, uh,
3: Gentlemen,
5: so we have you three understand.
0: of you left. Anyone? Uh, yeah. in? Mine
3: is a news story Great. that has left me, I guess, unfortunately it falls in the sad category. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from a long time ago, and I knew nothing about it until I saw the five short films that were nominated for Best Oscar live action short one of them was about um a story from the uk in 1993 a two-year-old boy yeah i mean it's a downer it's a super downer uh and i'm just surprised by how much it stuck with me two-year-old boy is taken from a mall by two 10-year-old boys who only wanted to take a small child abduct them and murder them and that's what happened to this two-year-old boy and i'm not going to get into the particulars because it's an extremely disturbing story um and I, yeah, I have not been able to shake it. And I don't know what it is that speaks to me, if it's just the simple horror of a two-year-old being defenseless and um, some, or if it's just something so random and hateful being done to another human. But, I mean, it's proof that Trump has shed a lot of light on how we feel currently. But mm-hmm. this, call it whatever you want, issue with hate, issue with mental health has been there for a long time. Um and, you know, and then I just think about this kid's poor mother. And even though it's now 2019, I don't think you could ever possibly get over that. Um, she was with him. And he, she had turned her back for one second at the mall. These two boys kidnapped him.
0: That's, I haven't heard this story. This it, is the topic uh, of one of the short films? Yes. it was a, uh, The
3: short film, it was a reenactment of the police interviews with the two boys. Uh, they were interviewed separately so they could kind of pit them against each other. What was the name of the? Detainment. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a very well done short, but it is
0: harrowing and deeply upsetting. I mean, I I'm getting weird chills just because of the age difference of the ten years old to be doing something so dark and vicious and crazy is really, I think, a jump into just like the dark side of humanity and that it exists is is always shocking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. You
3: don't expect it from
1: children. Yeah, ten year olds like ten years
0: old. You shouldn't have some crazy like thing like that,
3: And even though it's weird. a 26-year-old story, I just still, like, in the middle of the night, I'll get caught up, uh uh-huh. you know. I try not to
0: think about it. Well, great, think I'm definitely it. gonna look it up tonight before oh, I go to bed. Oh, it's a horrible Wikipedia <laughs> rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, interesting. Well, uh, Tony or Parker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go in. that though. I'm, I'm gonna Parker.
2: go. <laughs> um, yeah, Chase. Uh, I'm gonna go in another direction. What you just said about uh, this era of cleanser. Trump <laughs> shedding light on darkness and dark feelings, I think it's very easy, it's so easy right now to just feel like the world is an awful place. And it really is in a lot of ways. And I'm not usually like an optimistic person. I have to like try to think better Mm -hmm. or more healthily. But uh, I heard someone speak last week. She's successful. She just, she seems very, some people seem to be born with the ability to just be grateful what they have and then good things start happening and I'm not a secret person I'm not like a new agey but I realized listening to her okay some people have that gift of like optimism or they have a higher happy meter or baseline for mm-hmm. happiness and for some of us I think we just need to be a little more proactive about it and I think I'm one of those people and just realizing that made me think well you have a lot Tony like it does take you ha- it take a minute step back just that we're sitting here talking to each other. <laughs> I mean, oh, it sounds like Perry Pollyanna, no, but, but it's in true. a way, it kind of helps. Yeah. Um, and I was going to make a, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I was going to say for this podcast, if anyone felt similarly to me, maybe do something this week that makes you feel better about yourself that you've not done before yet or not Like, what's what. an
0: example? What's a good example for our listeners, maybe? Um... Like maybe something if, you've done.
2: If you like nature, I know we're we're it's easy for us if you are mobile and able to walk and mm-hmm. hikes, mm-hmm. maybe go and just take some time for yourself. Sure. I guess a gratitude list, but sometimes when someone else tells you to do it, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> I guess it's coming from inside of me now, so now I'm doing it to <laughs> other people. Don't tell me to fuck off.
6: It does. Your help fucking you
2: gratitude. Out. It does. It's it like It really does. But yeah, but you have to it's like you have to be do it on purpose for some of us. Right. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. true. It's uh, I mean I keep hearing this whole happiness is a choice, and I'm like, is it? Let's try it. I guess I don't know.
2: Happy earnest is a choice. Yes. I ah, like yeah. that. Yeah. I agree
0: Ding, with ding, that. ding, ding, ding. Uh, Parker, why don't you <laughs> close us out here? So
1: that makes me want to change my answer to gratitude. Um, not just because I just ate at the Gratitude Cafe, which was <laughs> an experience of its own, uh-huh. um, foreign to me. But wow, our waiter was so ecstatic and then he messed up my order and he had to like still be happy about it and then that pissed me off I was like what just give me the right order like I'm fine and he's like are we cool we're chill yeah man have a great day I'm like all right thank you um but other than that I was gonna say haunted and I don't mean that in sort of like a dark way um it's sort of just one of those full circle moments that just like something keeps going coming back into my life and it feels like I'm just being haunted by it and I'm like I'm down to clown with ghosts so like that's fine but I was so obsessed with this one boy and I wrote this whole show about him called the blue boy with the sandcastle heart and it's based after the famous blue boy painting and so he's LA based and obviously I'm in LA right now and he texted me today and he was like hey let's try to we're trying to like meet up and it's like complete, completely platonic and mutual, and he's like seeing some new guy right now, and he's like, "Oh, I'm at the Huntington Gallery right now, but maybe we should meet up later." And I couldn't help but laugh because that's where the famous Blue Boy painting is, oh. and I'm like, "the th- the world is just like, for some reason, it just always has to comes back." I feel like I'm always haunted by this sort of thought or this boy or this image or this painting or this show. Like it's so weird that no matter how Far I go, even if it's across the country, I'm back for one weekend, and like, that's happening. Uh What? What
0: do you think the color blue means to you? Because the blue comes up a lot. Yeah. In the world of it was one
1: of those things where I just, I started to notice it. It's like when you, I remember when I got a white car, and then suddenly every car on the freeway is white. I was like, why does everyone own white cars? Um, I mean, there is a lot of white cars. Yeah, but (laughs) I, I guess I just never noticed it until I sort of made myself aware of it, and I just sort of became aware of like the color blue in my life and how it was everything. It was in the music I listened to, they would rhyme you with blue or like, you know, whatever would happen. And then I started painting myself blue and then it just sort of, came. things just kept happening to me because I sort of found the path that I thought the world was trying to tell me and I went with it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I'm being haunted by this color blue.
0: And you're still on that journey. And I'm Who still, I'm like, come. I
1: guess we gotta still keep
0: going. Well, on that note, <laughs> uh that was good that was a good one i like that one guys uh let's go around the table real quick i want to just tell our listeners where they can find you on social media if they were moved to look for you and hunt you down uh go ahead uh parker where can we find you
1: so my Instagram is at Parker Allen Stanley. You can see the like click-through links to like Mr. He Feminine and the House of Feminine. You can even buy my dog if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, but Golden Retriever is
0: stunning. You do great, you do great Instagram, I highly suggest. Oh that. my god. Tony, Thank how you. about
2: you? Uh Twitter, I'm at the Tony Rodrigue Instagram at Tony Rodrigue my drag characters at Barbafella. <laughs> I love your drag characters.
0: She's that's awesome. good. She's insane. She's awesome. Uh Chase.
6: <laughs>
3: uh, I am on both Instagram and Twitter at MCase McCown. M
0: C-C-O-W-N
3: If you're in the LA area I also teach spin At Rev And sync
0: Come see me There we go Leah do you want anyone To find you online Sure (laughs) And I'm gonna
4: find you um, When I spin Yay Um, On Instagram Which I am fairly active Uh, Leah Dubes D-U-B-E-S And I never tweet But I am technically there (laughs) As Leah Duby
0: And Jonathan Give us you and your podcast
5: uh, yeah, you can. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jonathan B. Welch. And you can find uh, my other podcast, A Special Presentation, on Instagram
2: at A Special Presentation Pod. Great. Thank can you. Can I plug a podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very queer friendly called You Have to Watch This Movie. Okay each week a guest comes on and talks about one of their favorite
6: movies
0: yes love it plug it all also thanks to Pete Burns in the booth thank you my friend uh, thank you all to you listening at home or wherever if you don't have a home uh, if, if <laughs> oh. you, and if you don't want to contribute to my GoFundMe please contribute for our podcast at patreon.com backslash The Show thank you all have a good time we'll see you next week bye 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 bye